0: Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth, straight up.
1: I'm Julie Hayden, and I'm working
0: An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive Everyone's
2: voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hello everyone, Chuck Bonner and Julie Hayden, The Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show, Truth Straight Up.
1: That's right. The show brought to you by Mountain West Wellness Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine. Chuck, coming to you live from the world headquarters of the Glendale Cherry Creek Chronicle. I'm coming to you live from the world headquarters of the Chuck and Julie show. Hey, our first guest today is Mark Tapson. He's with the uh, Shulman Fellow on Popular Culture with the David Horowitz Freedom Center. Had a great story in front page magazine that I wanted to talk about. About cannibalism, Yeah. They don't just want us to eat bugs. Now they want us to eat uh, other humans. Hey, Mark, thank you for your time and for your great column.
0: <laughs> Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was thinking crickets was bad, but I guess now there's going to be a <laughs> section at Whole Foods that's like your your recently deceased neighbor or something like that. Why don't you, well, why I don't have to you tell that's us? A family
2: member that you'd most like to, to uh, yeah,
1: yeah. kill and eat. <laughs>
2: Exactly, well, you
0: know, just when you think that uh, you can't be surprised or shocked anymore by uh, uh, where the left is headed, uh, they come up with something new to you know to uh, gross you out or or shock you, and this happens to be cannibalism now I, I admittedly i'm not I'm trying not to push the idea too hard there that they are openly advocating for cannibalism. I, I was being a little bit provocative with uh, the title of my article. Uh, having to do with the normalization of cannibalism. But there is something weird going on here that that suggests that the left is beginning to uh, lay the groundwork for normalizing the practice of cannibalism. And I, I based this on a couple of articles that appeared recently in a, a British science magazine called The New Scientist. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you'd think, okay, well, it's a scientific magazine, so they must be neutral and, uh, you know, objective and scientific, and there must be something to this. But the New Scientist is actually quite a woke magazine. Um, it, it, you know, they, they use woke pronouns and um, gender-neutral terms, and they, it was such as pregnant people instead of women. And uh, so they're pretty woke, so they're coming at this Topic from a kind of leftist perspective. So you have to ask yourself, why are they writing articles that seem to be whitewashing or rehabilitating the notion of cannibalism? Uh, so, that, so that's what my article is about: was exploring this this issue here. And it's not just a couple of articles in that one magazine. It's also um, an idea that seems to be embedded in that that Gemini artificial intelligence program that's been so controversial lately. Um, because uh, there there was a, I think a washington examiner op-ed in which a fellow wrote that uh, that he asked this artificial intelligence program to write an article condemning cannibalism and the, uh, the the artificial the ai program wouldn't do it it basically said oh well this is a complex a morally complex issue and you can't just condemn cannibalism so there's something going on here in wokeness that seems to to be suggesting that they're trying to um, normalize this idea of cannibalism.
1: Well, you know, it's one of our guests or our listeners is saying, remember the movie Soylent Green? See, to me, when I read that, I'm like, oh, this all plays in, right? It's like the Bill Gates and all those people. There's too many people. Too many people on the planet, right? So yeah, what yeah. do you do? Yeah. what If they, if they yeah. don't cooperate and starve themselves to death by eating bugs, we'll just eat them. I mean, I don't know that there's like a, a schedule for this, but I mean, look at all this <laughs> stuff because your, your article is great when it says, you know, the, 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 the war on taboos. Who would think... You know, a few years ago that we would be you'd be criticized for calling a pedophile a, an adult who has sex with a child, a toddler child, yes. a person attracted to minors. I was saying that's like saying a rapist is someone who's attracted to people who don't want to have sex <laughs> with them. Right. I mean, it's I mean, you would look at the things we're talking about and are OK now and not even OK, but that you get condemned for not supporting I mean, I don't know. Well, Given well how Johnson
2: well, Swift anticipated this in 1706 with a modest proposal, uh, which said yes. to eat the Irish children uh, because they're starving anyway, and they make a pretty good meal. Um, <laughs> he did it as satire, but these days it's probably just left with thinking.
0: Well, you, you know, we, we live in satirical times, don't we? I mean, it's literally yeah. impossible— It's impossible anymore to distinguish between satire and reality because a reality is so bizarre. Um, And so this this idea that they might be trying to normalize cannibalism sounds like a conspiracy theory. But again, you know, I I mentioned a couple of these examples where it looks like they're trying to lay the groundwork for this. Um, These articles that I mentioned in this scientific magazine just come right out and say we should reassess our attitude toward cannibalism. We need to rethink this. And you have to ask yourself, well, why? Why (laughs) (laughs) Just just because our Neanderthal ancestors or various uh, barbarian uh, peoples of the past uh, undertook this and other, uh, you know, uncivilized practices, why should we reconsider that now? The only thing I can think of is that they are are gradually moving in the direction of normalizing it. And you hit on it a moment ago when you you mentioned um, you know about Soylent Green. That's something I mentioned that movie uh, with Charlton Heston from back in the '70s, Soylent Green, where he he discovers it, it's this dystopian science fiction film where uh, in the future uh, people the populace is basically being fed a food product that they, that they don't know is being um, uh, made out of human remains and uh, oh. you have to wonder is that where we, where we are headed now because all of these uh, transhumanist elites like the, the world economic forum they have plans for the future where they right. uh, you know where they they want to meld the biological and the technological and there will be that these, these cla- this class of people who do that and they'll be like god and the rest of us will be as they themselves put it useless Eaters, so oh, the, the rest that? of the pop, yeah, the rest of the population will be essentially pointless, and will just be uh, uh, kept, uh, you know, uh, pacified through drugs and video games and things like that. And, uh, you have to wonder: are they talking about a future in which uh, the the food supply will eventually come from um, human remains?
1: Oh well, I mean, um, if you think it yeah. from their point of view, like I, you know, th- there's too many people. We need to get rid of farmers. We don't like farmers, yeah. unless you know. And so, well, we got to eat some source of protein, right? And exactly. I mean, you're going to be a king supers, and it's going to be like you're going to have your what is it they call it almost hamburger or something like that. And I mean, what yeah. do you do? You got a bunch of steady supply of dead people, and which of course then begs the question: at what point? Because you know they're going to go there. I mean, some people yeah. are more easily made into hamburger than other people, right? I mean, dissidents. Um, you know, yes. I don't. You know, um, white guys, things like that. We have way yeah. too many of them.
0: Well, this sounds completely, you know, like a conspiracy theory, and it sounds kind of crazy. But as we have seen over the last couple of years, everything that the left uh, denounces as a conspiracy theory has come to pass. And it's proven to be actually the truth. So right. uh, conspiracy theories now are just uh, glimpses into the future. They're not lunatic uh, ideas. So, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of laughing about this whole cannibalism thing. But uh, it's, it's easy to see how that would fit into the, the plans yes. of these um, Davos elites, like at the World Economic right. Forum. Uh, it's easy to see how that would be part of their plan.
1: Well, you know, I was in a newsroom for 40 years and, you know, they, and, and as you know, you write for front page magazine, right? and you don't just like, if I were to sit down to the meeting, say, I have this idea. I think that we need to reassess our look on cannibalism. And I want to do a story on that. I mean, there are people who go along and say, you know, that's a good idea. And somebody feeds me yeah. that idea. Normally, if you're a reporter, you don't just, I imagine a scientist, you don't just wake up one day and think that, right? And I mean, when you write for front page magazine, I'm assuming that there is some discussion and you get your ideas from someplace right so you're right this is being fed up from someplace it seems to me
0: yeah it just seems like it's bubbling up in um in a few places and i suspect we it will gradually become uh more and more of a topic of, of discussion it's going to be a slow gradual thing because this is you know uh they they call it themselves the ultimate taboo cannibalism yeah. you know so it's something that'll take a while um, for people to become uh, comfortable with even contemplating, uh, but it it just looks to me like they're laying the groundwork for it. It's very uh, very bizarre and unsettling.
2: Well, well and here just... in Colorado, we're the home of the famous Alfred Packer cannibalist, yeah. um, who yeah. ate five people up on a mountain pass to survive the winter. Um, and the judge, when in, in a, sentencing him, uh, mm-hmm. the judge was a Democrat said Alfred. There's seven Democrats in Colorado in this county, and you've eaten five of them. So the maximum sentence. But, so well, maybe maybe if we just eat Democrats, it's not a good idea, t- <laughs> Follow Alfred's kind of way of doing things.
1: You know, Mark, one of the things you talked about too in your column though, that I think is even more to the point is I think that there is a bigger plan than just trying to get us to, you know, not just eat bugs, but eat each other, but they want to, you know, I mean, it, it is the George Orwell, you know, just say it, you know, two plus two is five. They want us, you know, mm-hmm. you can't be a male or female. Um, men can have babies. We need to put, you know, menstrual um, things in boys. I mean, all this craziness. And I think there is a, I mean, you know, it's okay to have sex with a child, um, you know, to, to, to tear down the, 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 the things that keep us together as a society so they can rebuild yes. it, I think. I mean, I think that's even part of the bigger plan, don't you think?
0: That is absolutely right, and that's really the the reason that I called this article uh, The Left's War on Taboos, um, because really it's part of of uh, the left's war on all limits and traditions and values, their, their uh, uh, revolt against uh, every social norm, every limit, because that's part of their revolution their their aim you know the, the left is now um you know they're they're not just the kinds of liberal democrats that that I actually used to be at one point but the the yeah. democrat party now is taken over by the radical left and they're revolutionaries their their goal is the revolution, and that revolution means the overturning of everything everything in the society that we that they now consider oppressive and um, bigoted and misogynist and all the rest of it. They want to overturn all of that so that they can rebuild um, utopia on the in the ashes of it. And um, so this just seems to me like another example in which another limit, another moral transgression, is just being normalized or blown right through by the left in their attempt to just tear down all of, the, all of our existing society and culture.
1: Well, and I think, you know, one of the things too, let me kind of segue a little bit into that whole AI thing, like we've seen with Google AI. And it was kind of funny to see them lose like $70 billion worth of stock in one day over this. But it's like, oh, I guess that, but I mean, in a way, like you said, they're going to get more clever, right? For, For it to be able to say that it's too complex to talk about, you know, why cannibalism might not be a good idea. And then you look at some of the things that it's done, you know, for instance, it would accuse... It's okay to talk about all the great things Joe Biden does, but it can't talk about, but can't give an answer on things Donald Trump did, and and all you know the the the, the extreme bias that it shows, um, of which I mean I think that's been there all along, right? I mean I think that's been there in the search engine forever. That they didn't, didn't there's not some separate kind of set of algorithms or coding that they use for the AI, um, and, mm-hmm. and I think that all ties into it too, right? They can use that. if you were to Google what. What's wrong with cannibalism it's like
0: nothing <laughs> you know exactly well the, yeah the left jumped on this whole ai thing a long while ago because they realized oh my gosh the, the potential of this thing to uh to push narratives on people that are, are pro-left and uh, you know that ex- are exactly the kind of agenda we want to push the potential for this is just limitless uh the, you know every Google, you know, is now the search engine It's basically the, the go-to place for information for practically everybody in the world. Right. And Google is, you know, run by the far left. And so this, uh, this whole AI um, advance is, it's really a terrifying potential, I think, this, the whole artificial intelligence field, because it's going to be programmed by um, these techno elites on the left who see the potential in it to, to just uh, put a leftist spin basically on all the information that's available in the world.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, talk about social engineering, right? And again, you don't, you know, I have I have a daughter who, uh, she's 38 and she, she's pretty in- internet savvy, but we'll talk about this kind of thing. And she's like, no. And I'll be like, just try it, you know, just just try putting in no. Biden, try putting in Trump. And th- the problem is, is you don't know what you don't know, right? And you, you don't know what are they trying to sway you toward. You could be trying to search something that would be seemingly innocuous and, and who knows what, what you know, I mean, you could push it to advertisers, you could push it to all kinds of things um and uh and there's no one to stop them really well
2: there's no way yeah. to protest your way of protesting is to talk to the machine you know saying, yeah. this is wrong He'll, No, will eh. yeah then
1: mm-hmm. they hand you over to the NSA yeah, well where
2: did the, they... the cannibal collection people
1: yeah the can exactly all of a sudden <laughs> it's going to be like monty python bring out your dad it's like i'm not dead yet exactly <Hey>. <laughs> you right. protested covid you you know you didn't get the vaccine you kind of support Donald Trump you're dead yet <laughs> you know mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: and it's good it's funny but it's not funny really i guess actually is there when you look at this um and 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 i and i kind of think you look at the the 2024 election and some of the things that people are saying. And I have a glimmer of hope that the left has gone too far, or at least too far, too obviously, too fast. Yes. What, what do you think on that?
0: I, I totally agree. I think they've pushed things too far, too fast, as you just said. And uh, like with this whole AI thing, for example, it's become a huge debacle for the left because it, it, it's something, you know, the left doesn't handle mockery very well. Um, They know how to wield it, and they've been doing it for 50 or 60 years, but when we're able to turn the tables on them and ridicule them like like people have been doing over this whole um, Gemini AI program, uh, they look really, really bad, and they don't know how to handle it, so they're desperately trying to either backtrack or figure out how to do damage control on this. Um, But, yeah, they, they... I think they've gone too far, too fast. A lot of people are waking up, and maybe a lot of even independents are waking up to uh, this totalitarian agenda that the left is pushing so hard. But
2: it's it's, it's scary is that even if you took at the best these days, uh, you know, 45% of the people are not turned off by Democrats. Um, Yeah. And and you kind of go, you're not? I mean... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> You're for cannibalism? It's like... Uh- yeah, I'm always
0: shocked that there aren't like 98% of the people who are yeah. opposed to these ideas. Uh, yeah. You know, it's usually like 51%, and I think, what is wrong with the other 49%? Right. Like, how, could it, how could it be so close? Right. Um, so that that's disheartening, but I do think that a lot of people, and even a lot of people on the right are beginning to wake up, because yes. I, I think a lot of people on the right... Um, have just been ignorant, um, to the degree to which the left has manipulated the culture and controlled the way we think and just controlled every aspect of the culture. The, the right has been very slow to wake up to, um, the degree to which the left is in control of our culture, the media, uh, um, entertainment, you know, Hollywood and, um, uh, Academia—it's taken a long time for the right to realize just how far the right. left has gone in those arenas which control the culture. Right. Um, so we're—you know—we're—we're we're the counterculture now. Like they used to, call, <laughs> they used to call the Democrats or the left in the '60s the counterculture. <laughs> we're the counterculture now.
1: Well, and it's can- the revolutionaries. And, and a little bit can help. For instance, in Colorado this week, there was a it was it was a law that had to do with changing names. Right. And and saying that you can now change your name if you're a convicted felon um, and you want to change your name. And the reason you want to change your name is because you're transgender, you can. So they were debating this. And what it fell down to is they wanted to name it um, Tierra's law, like the Tierra. Tierra happens mm-hmm. to be a transgender convicted felon child sex crimes, right? And this was the person that they wanted to name the law after, and a bunch of Democrats oh, yeah. got down there, wrapped in they literally wrapped in the little Palestinian things and took the floor. Yeah. They wouldn't let Republicans say this that the that Tierra's real name because that would be misgendering him, right? But in the end, right. In the end, even though the Republicans were massively overwhelmed, at least 10 non-crazy and this issue Democrats sided with them and they had to kill the bill, right? I mean, there was a certain, mm-hmm. they, and the Democrats must have heard about it. The Republicans are like, we cannot name a bill after a convicted <laughs> child sex predator. That's just not good <laughs> politics. So, and it didn't take much, right? It was a teeny little thing, but I think it really opened people's eyes as to what the, you know, you like you said, why would, why not? Call it if you pass the law if you want, but call it. Don't even call it anything, right? Um, it well, was just
2: call it a name, and often the name is you know fairness and election bill, you know, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah.
1: So there is some. Uh, well,
0: hope. Yeah, I do think there is hope, um, but it's an uphill battle. I mean, we we've got a long way to go, and we're you know we're we're not even in a position right now to be waging what I would call a culture war. We're only in a position to be waging a culture insurgency. You know, we're, we're basically uh, um, the word I'm looking for. We're we're basically the rebels. We're not,
1: um, you know, right. we
0: do we're, we're not equally matched armies, is what I'm trying to say.
1: No, exactly. So, no, it's
2: it. You're, well, you're are right. Are you going to watch the talk about culture wars? The Academy Awards uh, coming up? I think it's Sunday. I didn't even realize that they that
0: they were coming <laughs> up. And I <laughs> <laughs> think, you know, I I actually to, to one degree or another, I've had my one of my feet in Hollywood uh, and the other in politics for a while. And even, even so, I still didn't realize that was coming up. I, I think so many Americans have just become so turned off by these self congratulatory uh, left wing yes. award shows that nobody even knows they're on anymore.
1: No, um, and no one and watches I, I think them.
0: That's a, exactly. I think that's, that's a, a really positive sign is that <laughs> you know, people are just, people are just abandoning this kind of blatant wokeness and, um, leftist elitism um people are hugely turned off by that so that's uh that's a good sign
1: all right well mark thank you for your time thank Thank you you, for your great having you you... yeah we appreciate it oh
0: it's my pleasure my pleasure all right thank you
1: thank you there thank you Mark Tapson with the David Horowitz Freedom Center. Um, check out his, his article. It's in Front Page Magazine. Um, you know, I read that in, initially, Chuck, and he had a lot of great comments here. I was like, no. And, but then oh. he cites it, and these people are like, you know, people misunderstand cannibalism. Yeah, it's yeah, like. it's a food source. Well, like I said, and then you start looking at they're like, there are too many people. We can't have farms. So, you know, what a convenient way to get no rid farms, of people.
2: But we got plenty of people. So, and,
1: well, and you know, when we're pushing like, you know, assisted suicide now, it's like, maybe you go be right your... from assisted
2: suicide to the meat plant. I mean,
1: exactly to the to the grocery store. So, um, this is, we, let me read a couple of the columns from Charlene. I'm beginning to think the Democrats we demonize are really just a small portion of America. Most of the ones in power and positions of influence. We need to call them something else. Uh, You know, I think I don't, I don't know what would call them evil, but you're, but you're right. No, this is a small group of I don't want to say small, but this is a powerful group of people, right? It's a powerful group of people that that are pushing this. And the only thing we can hope is that enough Democrats wake up to stop it. Um, But a bunch of other stuff we want to talk about today. We got Mitch McConnell going to resign not soon enough. Chuck obsessed with the Fannie Willis trial. We're going to play something from that. Here's the thing, guys, you got to love this. Denver destroying itself. Um, City of Denver is furloughing its own employees, giving them zero hours so it can hire illegally hire illegal immigrants we'll talk about that and then also lauren bobert and i don't know that we have time i just want to quickly say so her son was arrested on some um allegations of um, some misdemeanor and then i think one felony vehicle thing and you'd think it's all over the place and i'm just like so we got joe biden's son hunter is a crack addict a sex trafficker financial fraud I, yeah i mean look at all the crimes you know look at all the crimes that he commits and all of that's okay right Always and says,
2: joe you gotta get back home and take care of your kids. The, um, right, exactly. No, a but, husband's going to jail, a son's going to jail. She doesn't have to worry about taking care of him. The state will.
1: Well, and it's an adult sense. Anyway, we can talk about more of that later. But Chuck, so so the kind of in an unscheduled hearing, the judge called the friend back who and said he did not have attorney-client privilege and had to answer questions about his text messages regarding when he knew um, or heard about fanny and nathan starting their affair but it seems as if somebody coached. coached what do you what your analysis here
2: well he was totally coached and it was it was kind of fun to watch in that he would kind of go you know i don't recall why i don't recall because <laughs> i don't recall what i don't recall i mean he got truly ridiculous and kind of go i, nah, I just thought of that as speculation They said. Well, when you said, this is good, and they said, when you put the line in that they met municipal court and then started romantic affair in 2019, and all you corrected was saying, it's it's not magistrate court, and it, it is. Yeah, the rest of it I didn't pay any attention to. So why'd you add it?
1: Well, you know, I'm, I don't know. I don't recall. And well, it's it. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall. I, I don't recall why I don't recall what I did. And so even CNN, and we're going to play a soundbite here, was forced to say, yeah, the guy's clearly a liar. Um, they had one analyst, you're going to hear a little clip of him who said, no, I don't agree with that. But if we could please play the um, Bradley testimony soundbite, Thomas.
3: Well, Jake, I think what we just saw is two hours of preposterous, non-credible testimony from Mr. Bradley. Mr. Bradley is a lawyer. He's an officer of the court. He's testifying about events that are recent and important. And yet when it came to virtually anything of any substance, his response was, I don't recall or I was speculating. And let's understand how this person came onto the radar to begin with. He was asked by the defense lawyers in writing, in a text, did the relationship between Nathan Wade and Fonnie Willis start before... The DA hired Nathan Wade, and his answer in writing was, quote, absolutely. And then, on his own, he offered up specifics about when and how they met. He said they met at this particular CLA, Continuing Legal Education, conference. And today, he said, well, I was speculating. That's ridiculous. Why would you make up out of whole cloth some specific place where people met? And when he was asked about why did you speculate, you know what his answer was? I don't recall. There's no way you can credit that witness. The question now, though, and you were just getting to this, is, is there a concrete enough conflict of interest made out here? I agree with you. I agree with Laura. The waters are very muddy on that. But the problem is the DA and Nathan Wade have now testified under oath that this relationship started after Mr. Wade was hired. And if that turns out to be false, then they have an even bigger problem on their hands. So, Charlie, you were inside the courtroom today. Do you agree
2: with Ellie, and what stood
1: out to you? Uh, and I censored him because he's an idiot, so. <laughs> uh,
2: now I want to hear
1: that. <laughs> I don't know he was an idiot. He's like, well, I, I, you know, it, it, but it gets to the question, and I have two thoughts on this. One is you never know what the judges are going to do anymore, right? I, I think one thing we can... Never did. <laughs> yeah, well, but now it's obvious they're going to do whatever they want to do. But I think in the PR war, this has been a huge victory for Trump. It has shown that the people... The, the, the DAs, when I mean the people, the DAs are clearly persecuting Trump. They're a bunch of idiots. They're doing it so, I mean, I was reading somebody's like, we have to consider maybe this is being done for political reasons. It's like, you think, <laughs> you know? Um, and, 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 and in that sense, whether the case goes forward or not, I think it, it's more likely that no one's going to care, right?
2: No, I mean, I think, no. you know, I think he'll But we're going to censor you for disagreeing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> disqualify them if he doesn't, I think it'll be one more kind of peg in the coffin of the judiciary. Um you, you know, when people watch the things. If you watch the the um uh Amber Heard case, I mean you knew how it was gonna come out, at least you thought you knew. Um and and so same with Cal Rittenhouse. Um and so the judge, if he comes out and says, Well, you know, Fanny was very, very honest. Nathan, no, not so much. So Fanny, you go ahead and keep on prosecuting the case. And, yeah, you know, I mean, it would just be an outrage, of course, you know, the outrage about the judge saying that, you know, $344 million fine on overvaluing assets that weren't overvalued. And I mean, how can you get any more outrage to the judicial system than it already is?
1: <laughs> Maybe we could have them be for dinner, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah eat
2: them for dinner, right?
1: <laughs> hey, I see, Jacob, you have your hand raised. Jacob, go ahead.
4: I agree with Bill O'Reilly, and he said last night that ever since that murder in Fulton County with that that uh, college student, right, this is all going to take a backseat to her. There's yes. no way that the, that the uh, Fulton County, uh, even the whole state of Georgia, is not going to go for Trump now. This okay. was, you know, and, and this. You're talking lady, about the Venezuelan
1: I mean, illegal immigrant who had been yeah, arrested, yeah. deported, arrested, deported, arrested, deported, and then brutally murdered. Yeah. Although didn't the mayor say, Jacob, the mayor said we got to be nicer to these immigrants. We need to treat them with dignity, even after. No,
4: I'll make you, I'll make you a bet that in a couple of weeks, because Kemp is just livid about it. Kemp is just going to pardon, is just going to pardon Trump. And he said, get rid of this because we got bigger problems. Uh, And that's what's
2: Jack Kemp, he's not going to do that. He's. He's been, oh, he, Ryan, he, Ryan, he
4: he didn't Ryan, go. He didn't go to the mayor governor's. He didn't go to the governor's uh, committee meetings last week because he was just he was just filled with with madness that uh, that what happened to this girl.
1: Well, I think what's this. happened. Keep in mind, isn't he the that. one? Well, I guess it was Raffensperger, but Kemp hasn't yeah. had a problem with the prosecution of Trump so far. No, but he I
2: stopped think, inquiries into her.
1: But I think, though, you're right, yeah. he can read the writing on the wall, just like, I mean, all of a sudden, Joe Biden cares about the border, right? All of a sudden, it's like, yeah. and, and he can, I'm sure, you know, I mean, it, there was a time when I was a reporter, and, and it was not that long ago, when you couldn't mention, they would make me leave out the fact that somebody was here illegally, right? They would be, that yeah. doesn't have anything to do with anything. And it would only be, well, I forget that one organization, it was a great organization. And they would keep track of that, right? Uh-huh. Um, and, um now you see it all the time in the media, at least in the conservative media. Maybe not CNN, but you see it all the Oops. time where they're pointing it out. And um, I, I think you could be well, right. I don't know that it'll pardon Trump. I, and
4: I'll it, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll I'll leave you with this: they blamed uh, the uh, death of that Russian person in uh, you know the, the, in Russia last week. They blamed it all on Trump because of whatever. Right. They're starting to blame they're starting to blame and all these other people that got. That got um, Biden into office. Uh, they're blaming the death on, on Biden now. Yes, and right. Rassenberg. I think this is going to just walk. They're just going to walk
2: away from this in a couple. Could weeks. be. I, I hope, hope you're right. Hope I hope you're right. I, I, uh, you know, yeah. I have my doubts about it, but I hope you're right. I hope you're right, Jacob. Okay. Hey, thank you for the applause.
1: That's a good I, point, though. Well, and kind of that. Was there anything else? Any other I, I, tomorrow? I guess the judge is going to have a hearing. We don't know yet whether he's going to admit all of the cell phone data that Mark Prof talked about the other right, day. But right, but- and then we'll have
2: oral arguments or summations Friday. Uh, it'd be hilarious to watch what the defense or the you know the the uh, Georgia prosecutor's defense to this charges is going to be well you know your honor it's clear uh, that uh, our witnesses we were great we
1: don't, we don't recollect what we don't recall <laughs> why we don't recall it so it's a well, huge sw- burden
2: to disqualify them and they're just fine people
1: right oh okay Sandra has a question when is the Supreme Court going to hear the Colorado Trump off the ballot case well they heard it they heard um, it
2: just when are, they, when are they going to come what down when are they, they going decision? to
1: decide it um, I don't know. I mean, they, I, they have, I think somebody came out with a deadline in terms of when they tend to issue, um, stuff on this issue, rulings on these kind of things. There is a certain rhyme and reason to when they do it. And it, my, when I read it and I don't remember the exact date, it was sort of like, it's not too far away, but it wasn't too close. So, um, that's a vague answer, I guess. Yeah, but I, don't,
2: I don't recall why you came. I don't of-
1: recall what I read because I don't recall reading it, but I think I might have read it, but I'm not sure. Um, and, I, and I don't know why. Um, but speaking of that, though, I want to talk a little bit about um, Denver because this is insanity. Um, so the mayor of Denver, Mike Johnson, has been trying to figure out how to cut 100, what 180 million, 160 million dollars from the budget so they can continue paying for all of these illegal immigrants. Now one. Once again, no one ever suggests just don't let them come into the country and come to Denver or whatever, right? They don't suggest that. They have all these other things. But the problem is he doesn't have $160 million. So what they've actually proposed is furloughing their own employees. I have had lunch with a friend the other day whose daughter, um, an adult daughter, works for the city of Denver, and they were cutting her hours to zero, Right. They were cutting our hours to zero. So they're like, well, we're not laying anyone off. It's like, no, they're they're just not paying them. But they're like, well, you don't have to come in. And the reason they're doing this is because they want to illegally hire illegal immigrants. Now, let's just think about this for a minute. Hopefully
2: that daughter and stuff can start trekking down to Venezuela. Maybe they got a job there
1: for her. Well, yeah, I mean, and you look at people. Okay, so we're not talking here about doctors, nurses, teachers, high tech people coming across the border illegally to come get jobs. I mean, so we're laying off the people at Parks and Rec and we're going to hire a bunch of illegal cartel member military age men to what? Run Denver libraries and rec centers? I mean, how, how's that supposed to work, right? I mean, it's ridiculous. It'll work well.
2: It'll work yeah. well. Yeah.
1: But here is um, John Hickenlooper. Channel 9 did a story on this. And of All course, Senator, they think...
2: Former mayor of Denver.
1: Former mayor of Denver. Um, and Channel 9, of course, is sympathetic to the whole thing. But um, here's what he had to say about it. So if we could please play the Hickenlooper soundbite.
3: I think at a certain point, the federal government doesn't act. Local communities are going to have to. They're going to have to figure out some way. That you can work now if you're going to be in, in, in Aurora, Uh, If you're going to be in Arapahoe County, you're going to have a six-month working permit. And if the federal government wants to come down and throw the book at us, we'll deal with the legal costs. Because people aren't being left with any other choices. I'm told that the city of Denver considered this a very high-risk option. The University of California was considering a similar option to hire undocumented students. But when the Biden administration signaled that they would sue them, they stopped. That's under a Democratic president. If Trump wins the November election, Kyle, that increases the risk even more. The city sees that. As an even higher risk option from November. Yeah, exactly. The idea is if the Biden administration is warning it against this, then it would be a certainty that this would be one of the actions that a a future exactly. President Trump would take because past President Trump threatened to take any funding he could away from so-called sanctuaries. Exactly, and the the question that everybody's asking is where do we go from here? Option number one was Congress passed something. Option number two that Denver was looking at was having the president take executive action. That looks unlikely. So here we are at option potentially number three, we don't know if the city's willing to. T-
1: OK, hello. I'm going to just offer option number four. And that is stop letting unemployed, um, military age, cartel aged men come to Denver without a job. Right. I mean, it's and it, it, it's just ridiculous. Why is it, Chuck, the Democrats? It never. Are you looking for the answer there? <laughs> I'm
2: looking for light oh. <laughs> where, where I have, to have a screen so Light doesn't completely control me. But oh. there you go.
1: <laughs> but I mean, doesn't it strike you? I mean, the Democrats on Channel 9, none of them suggest, I know, maybe we shouldn't be a sanctuary city, right? That's, that's not an option. And they're talking about spending more money to defend an illegal activity by the city th- that they already don't have enough money. So they're following those. Well, so part- they're
2: not going to pay these people? I mean, <laughs>
1: right, right. I don't, here's the thing I don't get. Why? So if I'm like an American citizen, city and county of Denver employee working at the library, a trained librarian, mind you, who speaks English and knows my way around the library and the Denver library system, so they're going to furlough me and not pay me because they don't have enough money to, to deal with the illegal immigrant crisis, but we are then going to pay the illegal immigrants.
2: Yes, it'll. It'll all work out.
1: It'll. Do you think? I don't know. Do you think the Denver, I mean, the city and county of Denver does have an employees union. Do you see them getting involved in this at all? Or?
2: No, no, no. They've got to you know, Denver loves immigrants. That's what we say in front of the uh, city and county building. So we huh. just have to, you know, as Angela Merkel said, we can do this. and And whether some people get crushed doing it. Not, not well,
1: And they could be dinner again. Yeah, this is from Jacob. I have a song for the squeegee people on Alameda and Wadsworth, Staying Alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, Um, Our raindrops keep falling on my head, too. This from Charlene. Democrat voters are stuck. They have no ability to even vote for someone other than Biden and Soros puppets. They could vote for Trump, though, Charlene. Hopefully they will. Sandra, I'm so glad that I didn't listen to any of those stupid Channel 9 or main media idiots anymore. Very good point. And then, Charlene, they couldn't vote for Robert Kennedy or Tulsi. They've been co-opted by the commies. Um, and Jacob says, we do have a union. Some joined the Teamsters, just gave money to Trump. So there you go. Um, so anyway, city of Denver screwed up. Now, Mitch McConnell Mitch
0: stepping McConnell.
1: down. M- Mitch McConnell or someone who was looking like Mitch McConnell went to the podium, didn't have a brain freeze and announced that um, he is going to be stepping down. He's not going to quit going to Congress or he's not going to quit being a senator until 2027, I guess. But right. he will-
2: That's because they have a Democratic governor. Um and they'd appoint a Democrat to the seat.
1: Well, and that's he also has a lot of insider trading that he can do between now and then too. I mean
2: he can stay at his desk and do insider trading and make a few more and Elaine Chow can can dash in and and but he's not he's not resigning his speakership or his minority leadership um until November. And then after that he'll be around for another three years of excitement and fun.
1: What what do you make of it? What do you think is reason? Why announce it now? And wh- why do you think he? I mean, he's clearly been a rhino, and I mean, what a you know an open borders rhino establishment swamp creature, um, and he's been fine with that. Why do you think now? now
2: I think all the people behind him, Thune, Barbarossa, um, Cornyn, they all want their chance, and they want him to kind of announce it now so they all can battle about it in the background.
1: Who do you think it's going to be, or do you? Rant some establishment yeah. hack, yeah, or
2: or maybe maybe uh, uh, Scott from from South Carolina, some buffoon. Um, but it certainly will not be J.D. Vance or Josh Hawley or yeah. or any of the conservatives. It just it just won't be. They're they're not a majority now. You know, this election for the head of the Republicans in the Senate won't occur until after this next election. So there's always a chance that it won't happen, but you know more cons- true conservatives get elected and become a majority. Uh, but that hasn't been the case, and ever, ever.
1: ever. <laughs> well, and that that leads on. Let me ask you a leading question, but um, get your thoughts on this. Why why not just step down now?
2: Well, because then that would start, start the fight for who would succeed him. Moreover, you know the person would then. Uh, have to get reelected in next, next January. So he figures, you know, I can screw things up pretty well uh, myself and try to get Ukraine all its aid and do all those things. Um, You know, I'm a semi vegetable presently, but, so are so is the president and many other people. So
1: <laughs> so is everybody you know. else around here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's my thinking there too. That you're right. That that the main reason is he wants to be able to control the f- flow of money to Senate candidates, right? And he wants to be able to make sure that they keep the conservative candidates. And he doesn't even remotely want to risk that. I think.
2: Well, the, the head of the the um, senatorial committee is a little more conservative than he is, and. I'm not sure he controls it anymore, but maybe.
1: Yeah. Maybe.
2: But, yeah so- but, you know, he's such a relic and so awful. that I mean, you yes. know, he's getting out. He's not getting out too early. He's getting out way too late.
1: Yeah, this is from Charlene. Mitch McConnell falling down. It's like someone told them all to the step down. Rana McConnell. Um, and then she says, yeah, because he's got more damage to do. Well, yeah, the Rana McDaniels, as I understand it, too, I mean, I think that's a lot of Trump. I think he's been open about that. And I, as I understand it, sort of typically the nominee has some kind of, I don't want to say say, but, um, you know, Ron McDaniel is not Trump's person. Right. And, um, and, and everyone hates her. (laughs) So I'm sure if you're her, it's like, you don't want to, you don't want to fight, fight everyone. So I think they're just, she
2: made apparently a a very tearful and and somewhat maudlin goodbye to everyone at the RNC yesterday. Um yeah she she's been a disaster so um it is good somebody's pointing out yeah there a lot of a lot of congressmen people are are resigning including people of heads of committees almost all of them established not all of them but most of them right so maybe it's good maybe it's all good
1: i th- you know i think so and then finally anything else you want to say on mcdon uh, on McConnell?
2: no uh, other than the fact it's 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 just so annoying that this idiot has been the longest serving uh, ever longest serving minority leader ever I mean you know going back to the seventeen nineties he's he's been the, which is he, when he started yes, yes exactly <laughs> all
1: right, and so then now finally, I do want to talk about a little bit and if anybody feel free, raise your hand or I mean we'll get we can we have plenty of time here to read the chat things I'm lauren Boebert. um initially, we were critical, I was at least, of Lauren Boebert switching districts. But in the end, I think that just fortuitously, that ended up being great, right? Because then it opened up CD3, it opened up CD4. So we've got Dave Williams in CD5, we've got Lauren Boebert in CD4, and Ron Hanks in CD3. Three great grassroots. I mean, say what you want about Lauren Boebert, but we know where she is. She stands up for the president. I mean, she's she stands up for everything that we agree with. And she, you know, she's not... She doesn't just talk, right? She, she does it, um, which is why I think they're trying so hard to destroy her. Um, and her family certainly isn't helping her. But it did just annoy me when I was reading today this story. Okay, so her son, her 19-year-old son, was arrested. Apparently, at least uh, when we went on the show, had not made bond yet, which is kind of interesting. For It sounds like there's been a series of vehicle break-ins in the rifle area. And he seems to have been arrested in connection with that um, and had a fake ID, I think contributing to delinquency of a minor, which I, who knows what even that might be. Um, but you'd think it's front page news everywhere, right? Every, even on Fox, right? It's like, So if you have any, and, and I was just like, and then I was, all these people were saying, she needs to step down to go take care of her family. And I'm like, Okay, no one ever suggested that Joe Biden stepped down to take care of Hunter, right? I mean, and you look at Hunter—was this bad if this kid did it? Yes, this is a bad situation, right? But you got Joe Biden's son, Hunter. I mean, a, a, he's a, a drug addict, literally saying that that he, if he stays sober, democracy is saved, right? Um, a sex trafficker, you know, suspected pedophile. Look at all of the financial crimes he's been involved. I mean, you just go down the list of things and somehow or another, we're not supposed to talk about that because he's a victim. I mean, it's just, they just want to destroy Lauren Boebert, I think. And they're going to, you know, I hope she doesn't step down. I hope she ignores all of those people and understands that they're just trying to do it because she's effective. I mean, I don't know. What do you think?
2: Well, I, I agree. You know, the only other really conservative in the whole race is Ted Harvey, and he doesn't seem to be catching on at all. So are we going to get, you know, a Voltorb or a Sonnenberg or or a Deborah Flora or, or any of the other ones? I mean, you know, Lauren Boebert at least is a MAGA person, will remain a MAGA person. She has a screwed up personal life. Okay, well, so do most of them in Congress have screwed up personal lives.
1: Well, um, yeah. Look at Nancy Pelosi's husband. That all really? went away. What the frick was that about? And from Charlene, the more they tried to take her out, who arrested him? I think it was rifle police. Um, a concerted media effort to take her out. Exactly. Even among conservative media. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, to me, it's just, I, I don't understand, um, I just think people need to, like you said, if, if having a complicated personal life was in any way, shape or form, you know, disqualifying you to run for office, there wouldn't be very many people who could run for office. Right. And, right, and again, right. just just it's like, you know, Hunter Biden, you know, I mean, that's Russian disinformation. If you say anything bad about his stuff. Right. right, um, right. But but Lauren Bobert, all of a sudden it's front page news that her son is arrested for some misdemeanor. And and again, somehow or another you know, Hunter
2: Biden, in there, too.
1: Well, yes, but I mean, it's nothing compared to what Hunter Biden does, right, oh,
4: yeah.
1: did and does. And and Joe Biden is defended and and is praised for saying, I'm going to stand by my son, right? Lauren Boebert basically is told, no, you need to drop out of the race. So that that's just a psyop, I think. It's a concerted right. effort and, and, and to destroy her. And I think um, hopefully she won because I think she was leading in some of the straw polls.
2: Yeah, one of the straw polls she did win and, and Sonnenberg finished last, which is, Good news.
1: Um, yeah, here's th- this from Dr. Donna. Actually, Dr. Donna, I I noticed this too. Hickenlooper sounded as if his teeth were coming out. <laughs> I thought he sounded kind of odd too. I I don't know. I have off days talking on camera, so I won't say that. But I also thought John Hickenlooper sounded well, the mouth
2: was moving a lot. <laughs>
1: yeah and that wasn't just the zoom that wasn't lagging that was mm-hmm. that was that was that in the original video um okay that's going to wrap it up for us today um thanks to everybody on zoom great guys at bbs um all of the folks who check us out on rumble and podbean and chuckandjulie.com everywhere um, else
2: you can find us
1: wherever you can find us actually we're, we're everywhere but youtube we're not on youtube yeah, other than youtube you <laughs> we're go. not on youtube
2: we refuse um, to go on youtube
1: the only thing I know we have coming up on Friday, we're still going to get to the Do Better Denver Twitter account. It's just been so busy. We'll have Chuck's analysis of the Fannie Willis thing. And I found. It' would be great.
2: And we may have to have live showing the Fannie Willis arguments while we're on. While I'm giving commentary.
1: Okay. <laughs> if, we, if we could figure out how to do that. And I can then do on-
2: that. I can do that.
1: All right. And on top of that, I found for Party Friday a great video from Italian TV um, Joe on Joe Biden. Biden. Yeah, that's pretty funny. So we'll see everybody. Have a great Wednesday.
2: Take care, everybody. See you Friday.